my friends. Welcome back to the School for School Counselors podcast. I'm so glad you're here with me in this continuation from last week's episode. So if you didn't catch last week's episode, we talked about difficult principal personality types and some ways that you can work with these folks while you got to work with them. Sometimes that's short term, right? You just got to get along with them until you can find another campus to move to or a different district to work in. Or sometimes it just takes those one or two um, kind of different ways of approaching them, right? A change in perspective to really change the relationship. And then you're good. You're solid. You've got a good working relationship with that person. So we talked last week about the avoidant personality type, the histrionic principle, and the borderline principle. Yeah, so those were some interesting conversations for sure. If you missed it, go back and check out episode 24 in the School for School Counselors podcast. It will all be there for you. This week, I'm going to touch on a couple more difficult principal personality types. But before I do that, I want to give a shout out to Tracy Gardner. Tracy Gardner listened to our School for School Counselors podcast and left us the neatest review. And I wanted to share it with you this week. She said, This is probably the most encouraging podcast on school counseling I've heard. I feel less overwhelmed when I listen to it because I feel supported as a school counselor. I love the way it helps me put things into a more relatable perspective. Thank you for sharing your gifts of encouragement and teachings. Blessings. Oh, Tracy, right back at you. Thank you so much for that wonderful review. You know, it just is so inspiring and Um, encouraging to know that we're helping folks out there feel less overwhelmed, that we're helping put things in perspective. And, you know, just reminding everybody that even though we have difficult days and we have difficult jobs a lot of the time, there's always something that can be done. There's always some different perspective we can have, a different way of thinking about it, perhaps a different way of working. And truly, I believe school counseling is one of the most rewarding jobs on the planet. And you guys are all amazing for being part of this with me. So anyway, thank you, Tracy, so much for your review. It just, it means the absolute world to us. All right. So in addition to our avoidant, our histrionic, and our borderline principal personalities, we also have the narcissistic principle. I'm sure you've never worked for one of those, right? (laughs) Um, These are the folks that believe they are always right because they're smarter, or sometimes they're right because they're the principal, and that's just all there is to it. They believe that the rules are for the peons, not for them. And it's sort of a my way or the highway kind of approach. They truly expect you to recognize their brilliance and their power. So you're not getting a lot of empathy from these folks. You're not getting a lot of feel-good vibes or anything like that. And if they feel slighted by you, if they feel betrayed by you in any way, they will become absolutely enraged with you, and they will stay that way for a long, long time. They're not like the histrionic and the borderline folks that get really angry in the moment. Remember, those guys are led by their emotions in the moment. These narcissistic folks hang on to it because they're not guided by just pure emotion in the moment. They have very, very 
long memories and can sometimes be a little bit vindictive if they feel like you've done them wrong. They kind of implement a fiefdom on campus, if that makes sense. They will intimidate the staff. They will intimidate anyone that's perceived as being beneath them. But then they will also sweet talk the higher ups, right? They know how to play the game. And I'm sure if you've worked in education for any length of time, you've encountered somebody like this at one point or another. So like the histrionic personality type, the narcissist needs help with the details. Um, They are so busy basking in the light of their own glow that they often forget to get down into the nitty gritty details of how things need to be done. So for you, in working with someone like this, you've got to be able to handle the details, but you've also got to be able to be strategic about your approach and invite their ideas or implement things as though it was their idea, right? Because after all, (laughs) they're the smartest people on your campus, so you've got to recognize their greatness. If you come under fire from one of these people, you need to remember that this kind of person fundamentally just wants to feel good about themselves. Like, if they can do that, everything is right in their world. So if you can survive that initial outrage from whatever it is, then you'll eventually get back in their good graces. Like I said, their memories are long, but if you work toward recognizing their amazingness, it will become shorter and shorter. You're going to have to be a little deferential to these kinds of people. Let me translate that for you. That means you may have to kiss some butt, but at the end of the day, if you are in a position where, you know, you can't afford to quit your job, you're not sure you'd be able to go find another one, and you're just not in a place where you could just quit and do something else, then you're going to have to be very strategic about how you work with these folks. Invite their ideas, Show them that your ideas are actually their ideas. Kiss a little rear and you'll get through it okay. And that sounds really demoralizing as I say it, but you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And it's better that than being under fire every day, right? Better to stroke a little ego than have to deal with a vindictive personality. Someone that feels like, you know, they're out to get you or they're shouting and screaming at you every day. That, that's a whole new level of dysfunction that you don't want to get to. And then the last type of principle personality I want to talk about is the workaholic principle. And again, I think this is super common on campuses. These are the people that their whole world is their job. Their identity is wrapped up in their work, and it's really hard for them to untangle from that. These are the folks that truly believe that the best employees on their campus are the ones that get there first and leave last, which we know is not healthy, right? Not good boundaries for anybody, but these workaholic people find satisfaction in working that way, and so they truly expect everybody else to feel the same way. These kinds of personalities are very uncomfortable with ambiguity or when things aren't super clear. They like scientific precision. On the flip side, they can also be paralyzed with indecisiveness, right? Because they just want everything to be perfect, 
They want everything to work out just so, and so sometimes that paralyzes them to the point that they can't make a decision. These folks might also micromanage you because they're worried that you won't do it right, right? If they're not breathing down your neck about it, you might screw it up. And so they're going to be constantly on you trying to micromanage the things that you're doing. And they would much rather work than socialize. So these aren't going to be your bestie kind of <laughs> kind of principles. These are not going to be the ones you socialize with outside of work. So how do you deal with a workaholic or almost like an OCD type of personality style? And again, I'm not being flipped with that at all. These two go hand in hand. Number one, don't volunteer to do anything extra unless you're willing to keep up with their pace. As counselors, we could fall into this trap very easily because we want to do what we can do to be great helpers, not only for our students, but for our school family. And so we're often the first to raise our hand to volunteer to take on jobs that nobody else wants to take on. But if you've got a principal that's a workaholic, you've got to keep in mind the pace that's going to be required to sustain the project and whether you're willing to invest that much energy. You've also got to try to get as clear an idea of their expectation at each step of whatever it is that you're doing so that you understand what it is they're expecting of you and have a little less risk of disappointing them, right? Um, They'll love it if you ask them for clarification. They will love it if you ask them for, you know, a little more clarity in your role or a little more clarity in a job duty or something like that. They will think that that's amazing and it will also help you. So that is a win-win for sure. These are the types of principles also that don't mind sitting down and having these beginning of the year counselor and administrator meetings that you always hear everybody talk about. I wouldn't try it with the other personality types, to be quite honest with you, unless you know them really well. But with this personality type, it works nicely. And these are also the folks that are going to be really interested and invested in your school counseling program data right? Because then you can show them how precise you're being in your initiatives and how effective you're being. And man, they just eat that up with a spoon. They just love it so much. So those were our last two difficult principal personality types. On the whole, we have our avoidant principles, our histrionic principles, our borderline principles, our narcissistic principles, and our workaholic principles. Now, does this describe every administrator walking the planet? Absolutely not. Do these one-dimensional descriptions describe anyone perfectly? Absolutely not. And should we be diagnosing our bosses in our heads? No, we should not, my friends. We should not be doing that. But we can take some of these characteristics to provide us with some insight about how to make everyone's lives easier as we are tasked to work together. All right, so as we wrap this episode up, I want to tell you about something that is launching here very soon. It's a program that we've offered many years now called Get the Job, and it is phenomenal. I cannot tell you how many people we've had come join this program thinking they were just going to get a little bit of interview advice, right? Or a little bit of resume advice, but they've become lifelong friends through the process just because of how closely we work together in this program. 
Get the Job was created to counteract all of the really bad advice that you see about job interviewing on the internet, on social media, and all those kinds of things. And you're going to see your school counselor influencers start to pop up about this time of year telling you about resumes, telling you about the special templates they have in their Teachers Pay Teacher store, wanting to have little workshops and tell you about interviewing skills. And the problem is that a lot of the information that's being peddled around is not accurate. Now, I don't believe these people are giving you inaccurate information on purpose. I think it is because this information has been passed around on the internet for so long that it's become like a folktale, right? Or an old wives' tale. It's just something that people repeat because they've heard it their whole life, but they really have no idea where it came from or why people say that. (laughs) Does that make sense? Or a lot of the interview advice and resume advice in particular that you see handed around right now is very old school. It has not kept up with the modern job search process. So you've got to be really careful about who you listen to and who you choose to work with. I will tell you that we've had hundreds of school counselors go through our program. It started out uh, at first very informally. It's actually what started the whole school for school counselors ecosystem. And then we formalized it into a program because there were so many people wanting to take advantage of what we had to offer. So inside Get the Job, we provide you with not only resume help, resume templates, which, by the way, don't have clip art on them. If you see a resume template with a picture on it, would you please just run as fast as you can in the opposite direction? Oh, my stars. (laughs) Don't ever turn one of those in, please. We provide professionally designed templates. We did not do that. We paid someone to do it for us according to our expectations. We also have lots of other things going on in there, data-driven interviewing, keywords, power words, how to get your resumes through filters, all that kind of stuff. But the most important component of Get the Job is the interview strategy. And here's where other folks go wrong. Because you can't just show up to an interview and say, oh, I'm just going to go in and be myself, or I'm going to study this list of interview questions from the ASCA website, and that should get me through. Y'all, if you do that, I can 1,000% guarantee you that you're not going to come across as well as you would if you had a strategy. I have a strategy that I teach that is very... I don't want to say simple because it's not simple, but it is simple. (laughs) And once you master it, you have it mastered. And then you can go to any job interview feeling like an absolute badass because you know that any question that you're asked, you will have an answer for. Virtually guaranteed. I have not ever had this method not provide an answer. And again, we've done hundreds of mock interviews with folks. We've done hundreds of group practice sessions. We've never had this method not work. So it is pure gold. We keep it priced way under where it should be for the market just because we want you guys to be able to have access to it. We don't want to price anybody out of the opportunity because we want wonderful, intelligent, strong school counselors coming into schools because that's the way we're going to be able to better advocate for our field. 
So anyway, if you're looking to interview this spring or summer and you want to get a jump start on the competition, because there are going to be a lot of districts that are going to start posting here in just a few months, you're going to want to jump in to get the job. I promise you, you are not going to be disappointed. We can even put you in touch with some of our alumni if you'd like to get a firsthand account of what their experience was like. Just head on over to schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash get the job, all one word. Get all the details, all the little bonuses, all the things that are offered inside of that program. And I promise you, it's going to be a game changer, not only for your school interviews now, but for any interview in any industry that you may have in the future. All right, well, that's all we have for this week. I hope that these last two episodes have been helpful to you in just sort of discerning some tactical maneuvers that you can use with some of your difficult principles. Next week on the podcast, we're gonna flip the script a little bit and we're gonna be talking about working with difficult parents. There are some really interesting categories of difficult parents and some things that I think we don't often realize. So hit subscribe for the podcast so you don't miss the episodes when they release. And I will see you next time. All right, have the best week, my friends. Take care. Thank you.